because you know why? He's a Frankenstein's monster. Ugh, he's grotesque. Oh. <laughs> he's so grotesque. <laughs> this is part of the lore now, is that we have Frankenstein monsters fighting in the U.S. Army. Why is this always a challenge? It's always hunting season. And then when it's always hunting season. slightly unconscious from being hit in the head with a bolt of lightning. But was he lucky? Any place else it would have killed him. <laughs> He's coming too. I'll take the sheet. No, 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 Lily. Don't touch him until I prepare you emotionally. It's wrong, Grandpa. Did the lightning disfigure him? Yes, my child, I'm afraid it did. Hello, and welcome to another amazing, one-of-a-kind, genre-defining, disfigured episode of (laughs) the Monster Mm. Hunters. (laughs) Uh, We're the only show that dares to shun everything that exists except for the 60-year-old sitcom about Frankenstein's monster and his grotesque family. My name is Derek, and I'm a monster hunter. Joining me at the disfigured, monster-headed uh, sectional of monsterism or monster headed, uh, whatever it is, it's Sean DMC himself, Keith. Hey, hey, what's up? It's KG, aka Sean DMC, Monster Hunter Extraordinaire. How you doing? Sometimes known as Socrates Johnson. Socrates yeah, Johnson for for a for a small time period. Socrates Johnson, yes. Mm-hmm. When? I don't know. Uh, for about two weeks after I watched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I. Um, he introduced Socrates as Socrates Johnson, and oh. I uh, changed my Twitter name to that for yeah, yeah, like two I, weeks. Don't think I didn't notice, Keith. I saw that. Oh, yeah, I, you I, and I, I think one other person, Socrates <laughs> Johnson. Oh, yeah. I love it. Uh, Socrates uh, Johnson, I think is probably what he says. But yeah, Socrates Johnson. Yeah, that other wild stallion you hear <laughs> at the end of the couch is <laughs> uh, is the Doctor of Kansas, Terry. Hey, hey, what's up? It's me, Terry chilling here you know we were talking about disfigurement um my i think by emotionally i'm disfigured just you know shunning so many things i'm starting to you know really just feel isolated as i stare at herman's face every morning and every waking hour of my day because i can't bear to look at anything else i think something's broken inside me i sounds like it have you tried have you, have you tried the skip intro hammer? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried that yet. Maybe that would help me. Yeah, that might help. Just to change my rhythm up a little bit, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just it's like the the Fonzie hitting the jukebox. You know, just, just skips the intro. I'll just yeah. kick my DVD player, and it'll hopefully skip it. You know? Yeah. Your 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 personal your internal DVD player. <laughs> Oh, boyos, we're here once again. We, we're fresh mm-hmm. off of, uh, what did we do last week? We did that palate cleansing. cleansing. Uh, my what grandpa's a vampire. Oh, shit. I already forgot what the movie was. And I'm not <laughs> even joking. <laughs> oh, it's not the most memorable film of all time. No. Uh, well, we're fresh off that, though, right? So we should be, like, rejuvenated. I'm like, yeah. I'm like punching the air like i'm all excited like shadow boxing i'm just like let's train up a flight of stairs yeah yeah Mm -hmm. let's do some monsters i'm assuming you guys were the same way oh yeah yeah rocky montage Mm -hmm. the whole thing like getting ready to do this and uh Mm -hmm. just excited and 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 really ready to go i just did some jumping jacks and yeah now my blood is circulating i'm out of breath but 
I'm ready to do this. <laughs> After and, a few jumping jacks. <laughs> oh, hey, everyone, it's me. Oh. I and feel disfigured. According to IMDb, this is um, this is a big episode, apparently. I guess we should just, like, like, without further ado, why are we mm-hmm. delaying the inevitable? Nobody just, wants us to, that's for sure. Let's just nobody wants to be it. Nobody wants to be derailed. No, let's they not want derail. Get going right, right into it. Let's keep ourselves railed. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's ram into it repeatedly until <laughs> yeah. we get this thing over with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so <laughs> Terry, that's my philosophy in life. Yeah. <laughs> it's just keep just push forward as hard as you can. As hard as I can. Gives. Yeah. Just forward. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Eventually, something will break, and it won't <laughs> be you. Well, uh, it won't be me. It's the hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. my psyche maybe but yeah. yeah hey as long as long as you still look good on the outside oh yeah mm-hmm. that's all that matters yeah that's all that matters you gotta have that pretty face so before we talk <laughs> about season two episode 17 terry i think you and i we need to recline and relax and enjoy oh, it he's gonna it. saunter up to that mantle and grab that dusty 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 ass book so dusty every week just covered in shit and he's gonna blow it off and he's gonna open up and he's gonna rig tales of tales uh as old as time numbers numerology uh and all that kind of good stuff the secret uh, lives of your past selves yeah we're gonna find out about past lives and oh, future lives and sorry number sorry paths and who's got <laughs> birthdays and here it comes ready for monster hunters volume two Tidbit factoid factoid tube tip tip skippy pop boop doo doo of the week. All right. So this episode, just another pretty face. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only did it come out on January 13th, 1966, uh, it also was the start of DVD number three. Yes. Dear uh, God. Yeah. Fresh DVD. Perfect coming off that palate cleanse. Yep. Uh, yeah, nothing's okay, more depressing com- than opening that the, the DVD case and looking how many more discs are left. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's yeah. like three or four discs left in my thing. So, sort of a movie thrill, right? Oh, you're right. You know what? I didn't think about that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. <laughs> uh, this uh, episode obviously it came out on a Thursday, thirteenth day of nineteen sixty six, the second Thursday of the year. Um, this year, here in 2023, that same day will be on a Friday, 187 days uh, since we were recording and 58 years since it first aired. Did you know there's been 20,977 days since this was originally uh, first brand new to the world? Mm-mm. Also, there have been <laughs> 711 full moons since then. Ooh, okay. 711, huh? Yeah. And um Man, depending if we're, uh, you know, I think this will work out perfectly because the next one is on August 1st. So hopefully everyone's hearing this like just like a couple of days before then, maybe. Oh, it's, it's like we planned probably, it. Next episode is going to be huge, guys. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not a super moon, but still August 1st. Make sure you get out there. Check it out. Mm-hmm. No hunter's moon. No, <clears throat> no. Hopefully you won't get like a bunch of bad weather like I did on like they hyped up that super moon on July 3rd and then it rained and had clouds and you couldn't see shit so <laughs> who hyped it up <laughs> I didn't I hear about that. this I, oh, <laughs> oh it's a big giant I, I pay attention to these things he's, he's big on moon twitter 
Yeah, that's yeah, the first yeah. time hearing mm-hmm. us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Me too. All right. Uh, the other thing I'm big on is dogs, and uh, let's just say <laughs> I was a uh, a cardigan Welsh corgi breed, um, huh? and I was born on in a past life. Yeah, in a past life, if I was a uh, cardigan Welsh corgi breed, well, it wouldn't be a past life. Um, if I was born on January thirteenth, nineteen sixty six, I would be two hundred forty eight dog years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty yeah. old for a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Now, uh, let's talk about things that um, that happen on uh, <laughs> January 13th, regardless let's... of year, regardless uh-huh. of year. Uh, 1910, the first public radio broadcast takes place. A live performance of the opera Cavalleria and uh, is sent on an airwaves <laughs> from the Metropolitan Opera House in New York, New York. Okay, so that's the first broadcast ever. I wonder like how that worked, like because if there's no, I've been no other broadcast before that. How many people even have radios to yeah. listen to that thing? Hmm. It's like everybody like they have like it. a radio commercial to tell you to go get a radio. Yeah, like how would you? Ever know? Oh yeah, that's that's who sponsored it. It was like <laughs> <laughs> big radio. Yeah, for mm-hmm. you know, for the five people that got to listen to it, you mm-hmm. know, the president. Mm-hmm. People in the Pentagon, they're all sitting there listening to it, yep. and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, in 1964, a gentleman named Carol, oh boy, uh, W O J T Y L A. I don't, I, Wotla. I don't know why you choose. You could, well, you could have said anything. <laughs> well, I chose this one because, uh, according to my grandmother, uh, this gentleman. Who would be the future Pope John Paul II? Oh, uh, my, according to my grandmother, was a relative of ours. He was appointed Archbishop of uh, Krakow, Poland. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, there you go. We're yeah. in the Boy, presence of big move. You know, um, uh, nobody tells me. Nobody tells me this though until after you know her mind was the best to be able to explain this to me at all. Um. So, or in the 19- pronunciation. Yeah, or the pronunciation. Yeah, in 1968. Uh. Johnny Cash performs live at Folsom State Prison. Oh, nice. Iconic. Yeah. And also, uh, I guess, iconic on January 13th, 2000, Bill Gates resigns as CEO of Microsoft. All right. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point in time, the Beatles' uh, 65 album becomes number one, stays number one for nine straight weeks. All right. So way back in the day uh, when this first aired, uh, according to the U.S. Census, there was three billion four hundred twenty million six hundred seventy-seven thousand nine hundred twenty-three people, approximately, in the world. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and some of those people would have been uh, Jack London, who was born on the thirteenth in nineteen oh five, okay. or in nineteen nineteen, Robert Stack. Uh huh. Nineteen thirty-one, Charles Nelson Riley would have been alive by them. Nineteen thirty-four, oh. Rip Taylor. Mm-hmm. And then adding to the number on the thirteenth, nineteen sixty-six, Patrick Dempsey. I, I hate to say this, I don't know any of the people you've just named. I knew Charles Nelson Riley. Because Rip Taylor. Oh, Rip is Taylor. that an actor? Yeah. Robert Stack, like Unsolved Mysteries, dude. Mm-hmm. Nope, don't know that guy. Yeah. Jack London. He wrote Call of the Wild and White Fang and mm. <laughs> some other stuff. Nope. <laughs> nope, I like sorry. how Keith is, has the the privilege of it being in front of him. <laughs> you don't know these things. 
Call of the Wild, I recognize. I don't, have, I don't have anything but... in front of me. I just have names and dates. Oh, okay, sure. Okay. Yeah, Rip Taylor is a comedian actor. What was he in? He's the one that uh, threw a bunch of confetti at you. Yeah, he was in Dodgeball. Oh, I've seen that. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was Rip Torn, I think. Yeah, same guy. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> no, Rip yeah, Taylor right. was like, "Woo!" and he threw confetti at you. Yes, yes, that the weirder guy. I'm pretty sure I thought it was also Rip Torn, also, but in 19, uh, like I said, Patrick Dempsey. Uh, he's on uh, Grey's Anatomy. He was in a bunch of uh, movies back in in the day. Um, shit, uh, Love Potion number nine, some other stuff. Oh, he was like uh, in the 80s, like early. 80s actor type guy as well okay. but he's probably best known for um being one of the doctors on Grey's anatomy oh isn't he mcdreamy or whatever yeah he's one I, of those guys there's yeah a picture of him yeah mm-hmm. can't buy me love that that's what it is can't buy me love not love potion number nine can't buy me Bridget love jones's diary scream yeah. three mm-hmm. he's in scream three apparently so yeah Okay. Yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Orlando Bloom, who was born on the yes. 13th of 1977? Okay. okay. Legolas, yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, William Hung? Yeah. Nope. She bang. Huh? Yep. And he was born in 1983. He's uh, the guy on American Idol that sang really, really bad and then got like a career yes. out of it. Yeah. Oh. She, hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't buy my stuff because it was bad. Is that like ironically yes. listening to it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the song they sang was. Uh, she, she banged by what's his face ricky, ricky martin. martin yeah okay and 1990 liam hemsworth mm-hmm. okay i know that guy yeah the soon-to-be witcher okay. yes that's He's true over. yeah also uh because i started this last week uh or two weeks ago i'm picking it back up again on january 13th it's uh also gorilla grod's birthday Oh, nice. Now Gorilla that's a, Grodd that's a has a birthday apparently so <laughs> that's canon 13th. Wow. Yeah. Now you can get together with uh your friends, celebrate their birthday, uh those birthdays I mentioned before, maybe just Gorilla Grodd. I don't I know. I think Gorilla Grodd for sure. I'm gonna yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. If he mm-hmm. finds out I wasn't celebrating his birthday, oh, he's gonna God. rip me in half. Psychically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Or you just wanna just chill out and celebrate watching this episode uh on uh, the day it came out. Uh you can also celebrate National Rubber Ducky Day. Oh, that sounds mm. fun. That yeah. Sounds fun. Uh, the rubber ducky has come a long way from its first concept as a chew toy for children. Oh, is that what it was for? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> in 1928, Landon Smart Lawrence received the earliest patent for a rubber ducky toy. His clever design weighted the toy so that it, uh, when it tipped, it returned to an upright position. Uh, the sketch she included with the patent was that of a duck. Now, during World War One and Two, rubber was a valuable commodity. Ration became mandatory, and they kind of switched up to a vinyl Ooh. plastic mix to make it. They just built a cement instead. Yeah. yeah. Um, the rubber the rubber ducky became a toy hall of fame inductee in 2013. There's a toy hall of fame. Yes, and there are 52 other toys, and it is uh, that's it. Founded... There's only 52 yep. toys. It was founded okay. in 1998. Wow, there's uh, only 52. That's pretty crazy. And 17 of those were in their original inductees in 1998, 1999. Okay. So, like, what? Like, oh. stick and hoop probably is. Yeah, um, I say, do you have a list? Ball ball I have a list. I do have a list. Uh, uh, so, Barbie. Okay. Uh-huh. The Crayola uh-huh. Crayon. Uh-huh. Does that count as a toy? Apparently uh-huh. so. Erector set. Uh-huh. Etch-a-sketch. So all these sure. toys are from the 20th century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Frisbee, Hula Hoop, Lego, Lincoln Logs, Marbles, Monopoly, Logs. Oh, Marbles, Play-Doh, Radio Flyer Wagon, Roller Skates, Teddy Bear, Tinker Toy, Viewmaster, and Duncan Yo-Yo. So Teddy Bear and Marbles are the only thing that aren't like 20th century. Yeah, pretty much. Now, in uh, the 2000s, then like they dice. Start... Could dice be on there? Yeah, you'd uh, think they would be. Well, Bicycle, Jacks, Jump Rope, Mr. Potato Head, Slinky. Oh, Slinky's good. In 2021, Silly Putty and Tonka Trucks. 2022, Jigsaw Puzzle and Raggedy Ann. Okay. Jigsaw Puzzle yeah. wasn't, wasn't a first ballot nominee, huh? Nope. No, it took a while to get in there. Uh, oh. Alphabet Blocks and Checkers were added in 2003. <laughs> so I guess this is kind of weird that they like, it feels like they really like did a lot at first, and they're like, "Oh, we got to slow down. We got to slow down. <laughs> let's, let's get these last few in yeah. here." Uh, 2004, GI Joe, the Rocking Horse, and Scrabble. <laughs> wow! The next year, you got Candyland, Jack in the Box, and a cardboard box. A cardboard box. <laughs> nominated as a generic cardboard box. Okay. Yeah, because I mean, kids, kids, kids can thing. cut it up and, and do all types of things. Now, a so child's like, imagination. Just yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. That's more mm-hmm. what it should be because, like, it's not designed as a toy. No. Like, it has to, to for to me, it should be the goal of the object should be a toy of some sort, something of mm-hmm. entertainment. A cardboard box, that was never the goal, but I mean, it happened no. because yeah. kids don't so, have like, anything else. Is like doll not one? Just Barbie. Well, well, yeah. And then, so Raggedy Ann got in 2002, and then 2007 Raggedy Andy was added. <laughs> uh, 2006 Easy Bake Oven and Lionel Trains. 2007 had the Atari 2600 and a kite nice. and Raggedy Andy. <laughs> in 2008, the stick. Oh come on, the stick. Cur- That's one of the best Cur- inventions. <laughs> Let's stay. There you go. Curators praise the stick for its all-purpose, no-cost <laughs> recreational qualities. Nothing is uh, knowing its ability to serve either as raw material or an appendage transformed <laughs> in myriad ways by child's creativity. It's just a stick. It's a child's imagination Rock. once again. I'm not. Yeah. Pebbles. Is that a, that's a fun toy? Uh, Just throw those. It's it's long. It's long. A tree. Uh, yeah. You can climb right. in. Uh, also, a baby Steak. doll. Yeah, a baby on. doll was 2008. The creek. Uh, the creek is my favorite yeah. childhood toy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, what else? Like, uh, skateboard. Uh, in 2009, we had the ball. Okay. That's surprised. That was uh, number one. The ball in the inaugural toy. I don't, I don't know, but also Game Boy and Big Wheel were that year. Who's in charge um, of this? It feels so random. Like we have the the game of life and playing cards, Hot Wheels, Dollhouse, and a blanket. Star Doll- Wars action figures were added in 2012, along with like, Dominoes. Chess and well, chess was added along with Rubber Ducky. <laughs> Some uh, of these are just like generic, like doll yeah. or like board game, and then sometimes just like Barbie or something. Like I feel like there needs to be more of a method to the madness than just like. Yep. Something uh like let's see little green army men bubbles and rubik's cube <laughs> bubbles puppet. yeah puppet <laughs> twister and super soaker dungeons and dragons little people i don't <laughs> know what, what that is i said that's um, a toy brand bro little, little oh yeah 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 um okay uh a swing okay clue the wiffle ball and paper airplane uh magic eight ball pinball and uno rolling down a hill Hollering bone. 
<laughs> Magic the Gathering and Matchbox cars. They could, just put, they could just put diecast cars and call it a day. Uh, Baby Nancy, what? Sidewalk Chalk and Jenga, uh, American Doll, Risk and Sand were in 2020. <laughs> Come on. And in the most recent, in 2022, the so Light stupid. Bright, Masters of the Universe, and a top. <laughs> and a top. top. Yeah, there needs and, to be categories or something. They can't just add whatever yeah. they feel like. And uh, this uh, National Toy Hall of Fame is a U.S. Hall of Fame. Originally, it was housed at A.C. Gilbert's Discovery Village in Salem, Oregon, but it moved to the Strong National Museum of Play in Rochester, uh, New York in 2000. Wow, so I can go into that museum and look at a bucket of sand. And like, oh, and wow. it says here 78 toys have been enshrined into the National Hall of Fame, not 52. It's probably not a bucket of sand. It's a like a bronze statue of Stan. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Behold. <laughs> yeah. I mean, bronze statue is going to get in there eventually. Like yes. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> at this rate, yeah, like empty bottle. You can make that cool sound with it. That's a fun toy. A you corner. Know. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm sure one thing you can find out when you're in there is that uh, the world's largest rubber duck collection or against world record. American Charlotte Lee owns the world's largest collection with uh, as of 2011. It, the closest list here she has 5,631 rubber ducks should we know so, who that is or that's awesome no just somebody okay yeah another thing uh, oh and according to 1973 sesame street calendar rubber ducky's birthday is january 13th also oh and wow. that is why it is national rubber ducky day even though he made his debut in february of 1970 well he uh, was the first one invented i think well yeah. i mean they didn't want to show his birth yeah jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh now yeah the things everybody really wants to know hell with rubber duckies your birthday number is one 13 1966 reveal life path number of nine represents mm-hmm. selflessness forgiveness creativity you can be a philanthropist humanitarian socially conscious and are deeply concerned about the state of the world bob mosher he was born on 1 18 oh. life path number of eight mm-hmm. uh personality is one of hard work hard lessons people born with this life path number get their worth from accomplishing great things like the monsters, the bigger goal, the more satisfying it feels when they achieve it. Money and material goods are important to them because they are rewards. Remind them of all the effort they put in. Mm. Uh, they put all their energy into creating a life of success and abundance and leave it to beaver. Uh, and oh, that yeah. is uh, a wrap on this week's uh, volume two. Well, I learned a lot about this national toy registration thing that blew my mind i'll tell you what i started the podcast with a very minimal level of rage (laughs) this toy (laughs) hall of fame has like put me in the red i don't understand what it is about (laughs) i kind of agree like (laughs) i i can't stop thinking about how dumb like the just the picks are it feels like so out of nowhere just random like are they just pointing at like things in their room at the time and being like oh sand is in here okay cool all right and then like gi joe and generic wagon okay like i don't know well that doesn't make any sense then i feel a lot better for picking that as the main topic to talk about today because uh certainly sparked uh you know they sparked side, a little, little side quest but really uh, kind of sparked plenty of conversation but now i'm back in my chair getting ready to pull recline so we can yeah go ahead recline and I'm still gonna stew on the oh descent. yeah i'm, I'm gonna turn the the AC as we go down the fans on to extra high so I can cool off a bit as we go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe make the uh the AI hands a little extra massage. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try to relax. Uh, 
I just don't get how through the history of mankind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's been kids since, you know, the mankind the was invented. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And kids have always played with stuff and their inaugural uh, induction of things into the toy hall of fame included stuff uh from the last like 30 years as opposed to mm-hmm. the previous 30 years as opposed to like the previous 30,000 right yeah. <laughs> honestly they should if they had started out with sand and stick and, and stuff like that yeah i would have been like okay okay that makes sense because we're starting from the beginning but no mm-hmm. they just start throwing that in weirdly at the end yeah so strangely it's like they were trying to right or wrong like oh man we fucked up when we started this we didn't even like think of ball oh all those sand enthusiasts keep emailing us about this because yeah. uh, oh, it was sands yeah. your time uh, the stick people are out there every day yeah like <laughs> there's outside of the museum just like banging the gates with sticks. stick lobby out there yep. yeah yeah mm-hmm. big stick <sighs> just trying to get it done well we've made it speaking of big sticks we should carry one so, oh, I'll bring mine. I always bring one. Yeah. Uh, Man, just walk, in case, just in case, uh, you know, there's any protesters when we get to the gates of hell. Walk silently, carry a big stick. Um, just like old yep. Teddy R. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the president. Wouldn't he have been the president during the first radio broadcast in the early 1900s? Maybe not. Uh, I don't I remember when say. he became president. Ugh, whatever. It's early. Like, don't matter. Uh, so let's <laughs> get on that. Let's get on that scuba. We're in Scuma X Dome. Naming rights still TBD, but yep. what isn't TBD is what we're doing next, which is hopping on the boat. And Captain Terry is going to take us an additional 2.75 miles out into international waters. And from there, we will dive deep to the gates of hell uh, in our own submersible yep. uh, for another edition of Scuba X. X, X. Uh, yeah, so this episode was directed by Gene Reynolds, um, a fresh face to the Monsters Machine. Always I exciting. saw that. I'm like, who the hell is this? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My mind immediately, every time I see a new name, it like starts racing. Like, have I heard this name before? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have to like Google through all my notes. It's like, nope. Adrenaline just like a... <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, it's, yeah, the first time we've ever talked about this guy, um, he does come back to do another episode at some point. So we have that to look forward to. Mm. Uh, according to IMDb, when uh, he was young, he wanted to become a baseball player, but oh, doesn't. <laughs> right? Yeah, it seemed like okay. he would do one with a fireman before that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, yeah. let me guess. He wanted to be like a a surgeon or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gets loving yeah. surgeons. Um, probably like playing with sticks and oh yeah, boxes and stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, but he, once he moved to Hollywood, he actually started working in the film industry. He was a child actor. Uh, and he did find the roles to be kind of unfulfilling, kind of boring. And so he eventually, as an adult, transitioned into directing and producing instead. Uh, IMDb says that we have Gene to thank for the success of MASH. The oh, show. wow. Because um, he was the one to produce and direct the pilot episode of that show. Uh, and he had hunted a lot of the cast. And he also hunted down one of the more important writers, Um and he also directed 24 of the episodes uh, and he produced 120 episodes of the show. There's like 300 something though. So, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's what Suicide is says. painless. Yeah. What a song. That's an interesting song, but yeah, it's kind of cool. Good for him. It's a show that I've actually heard of. He did a lot of work on good. Yeah. So it was nice to see. Um, we've, this was written by Richard bear, which we've actually we've seen him about. before. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A couple of times so. now. 
He did Eddie's nickname from season one mm. and John Doe Munster from season two. Which one was He's, that? Uh, it's the one where Herman forgets his identity and then oh, have he to, gets like, hit in the head with a safe. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's right. All right. Is that the one where we see like his head squish weirdly? Yes, we yeah. did. Yeah. Weird. So he wrote an episode where he gets hit in the head. All right. Yep. Interesting. A lot of, uh, you know, we're starting to see some writer trademarks mm-hmm. in this, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's also tangentially related to MASH. He has one story by credit on that show. So wow. He came up with a story for one episode on that. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> if you remember when we talked about him last time, I mentioned that uh, he wrote a romantic comedy play called Mixed Emotions that was really popular in Russia for some reason. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah, um, They have apparently played it every year since 2009 in St. Petersburg. The people just love it. Hmm. Uh, he's also done some much less interesting stuff, like write a couple episodes of Leave it to Beaver. Uh, he also wrote 23 episodes of Bewitched, stuff like that. Terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, although he did. He did write a TV movie called Poor Devil. Poor devil. Which that come P O U R or P O O R? P O O R. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not he, no one's pouring out a devil of liquid or whatever. Well, I figured he was like a bartender or something like that. Oh, he's the poor yeah. devil. Yes. I kind of like that. Let's, let's the bartender that who made a deal with the devil in order to mm-hmm. yeah, keep his, it's like a his bar open. To cocktail. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's like really spicy, you know, like he puts like Tabasco sauce in it. <laughs> mm. His bloody marriage are so hot. The poor <laughs> devil. It's like the devil himself made this. And he like turns, <laughs> looks at the camera, his eyes glow red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but P-O-O-R devil, it stars Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> as uh, titular P-O-O-R devil, poor devil. Oh. He's uh, just kind of a down on his luck guy. Can I guess um, the name of the character? It's like, like Robert Poor. <laughs> his character's name is Sammy. Oh, <laughs> hmm. oh, Sammy Davis Jr. can't remember other names. <laughs> uh, yeah, he like works in hell or something. Christopher Lee, he plays Lucifer himself. Does he really? Yes. Sammy Davis yes. Jr. works in hell. Yeah, oh, I love yeah. this. Uh, it also has Adam West in it, but he's not like a hell yet. Hmm. I don't think. I think he's like a human on Earth. I couldn't tell. He wasn't really in the clip I watched. Uh, but I did watch a clip and it, Sammy Davis. Yeah, he's working in hell. It's like the coal mines of hell or something. He's like shoveling things into a furnace. I don't know what uh-huh. he's up to. Got to keep it hot in, down It takes place in West Virginia is what you're saying. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? You know, they didn't tell me that there's no tile card saying the location. Um, but he gets a phone call while he's down there. He reaches for the phone. <laughs> Um, but apparently it's hot. So he kind of like very unenthusiastically like tosses it back and forth like, ow, ooh, ah. He, he really doesn't seem like he's that into it uh but he like wipes off with a cloth and i guess that helps and then he answers the phone and somebody explains to him that this person that sammy has been eyeing to steal their soul uh it's a prime candidate and now is the time to go for it so sammy hangs up the phone he puts up the devil horns with his hand snaps his fingers and a red jacket appears he puts it on to go meet up with lucifer I guess to convince him to let him go steal the soul. I don't know, but don't that's know. as far as the clip went. Yeah. Didn't look that great, uh, <laughs> but I mean, I'm intrigued because I, I like Christopher Lee and he's in it um, as mm-hmm. the devil, which is a great pick for Jack to put Klugman's in it as well. Jack Klugman. Mm-hmm. Who's that? He's part of the odd. He's, he's half of the odd couple. Mm. 
Oh, okay. Hmm. He's, he's the uh, sports writer one that smokes a cigar and is uh, and is like the sloppy part of the odd couple. Oh, nice. Okay. And Tony Randall's the fastidious, neat one that is. Uh, it's a classic. You need to watch it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I'll put it on the list. Just like I'll put a poor devil on the list. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't watch like... before you watch poor devil. Watch it first. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Poor Devil's on top of the list. I, I, there's nothing I can do besides watch that um, right mm-hmm. after I'm done here. Uh, but yeah, anyways, we have a guest star, Tom DeLuise as Dr. Dudley. This is maybe this is a little controversial. Um, it Dr. Is Dudley has been recast. He's no longer Paul Lind. He is. I am. I am, was very disturbed by this uh, when I when I saw it. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute, Dr. Dudley. What? Oh, hold on. <laughs> uh this really threw me for a big loop not just because of that but like i only remember dom deloise from like like things like uh cannonball run and stuff when Mm -hmm. like much older in life and much heavier Mm -hmm. um and always with a beard Mm -hmm. and just then to see him in this role i was like wait a minute i thought they said dom deloise was in this uh unrecognizable yeah unrecognizable and i mean he's in there for a hot second too it's about it's not a not a very long the spot in the show but it's a big role because everybody loves dr dudley mm-hmm. well, not anymore oh spoilers keith wow uh dom well, just, it's not a spoiler you just said dom deloise playing him and paul lind is the only dr dudley i recognize well uh dom deloise has 130 acting credits on IMDb from 1954 to 2009 uh i guess mel brooks was kind of a fan of his he cast him in a couple movies like blazing saddles baseballs where he voiced pizza the hut Mm-hmm. Um, he was also in Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Mel Brooks had some story about like always allowing for like a couple extra days whenever Dom DeLuise was on set because of all his antics and making everybody laugh all the time. That just he was a real time killer, I guess. So had to plan ahead for something like that. Uh, he was also in a movie. It's <laughs> <laughs> also in a movie called Silence of the Hams. Oh, yeah, uh, where he played a character named Doctor Annabel cannibal pizza um okay yeah it's i guess like a hannibal lecter spoof the main character in this movie's name is joe d foster if you get it <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. yep yep pretty hilarious uh this little spoof there on the main actress who played the main character says slams uh it kind of has like a scary movie vibe to me if you've ever seen that maybe mm-hmm. I'm a, i don't know trailer wasn't that funny but Maybe scary movies not that funny. I don't remember. Um, it seems like it pulls from like a lot of different horror franchises. I saw like some references to Psycho as well as Silence of the Lambs. So maybe they're just going for like that whole like serial killer vibe. Spoofing that. Um, the trailer says that it's a cutting edge commentary though, and it's stabbing satire. So it seems like very poignant. It might have a lot Ooh, to say. Yeah, actually. definitely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dom DeLuise was also in a couple animated movies that I remember watching a lot as a kid, which was kind of cool. He was in uh, both All Dogs Go to Heaven movies, if you've ever seen those. I remember watching that first one quite a bit. He's also in an American Tale, Five All Goes West, mm-hmm. which was one that I watched a whole lot. So that's I think pretty he's cool. In, uh, the Rescuers or The Rescuers Down Under, he's in one of those two. Oh, really? Well, there you go. So yeah. he, he did quite a bit of animation, some TV shows, did some movies, so quite the varied career. And he also played, yeah, the like we said, the iconic character of dr dudley so i think dom deloise is i think their second biggest star they've had on this show 
Don and Rickles. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think you might be on to something. And then yeah. Paul Lind would be third, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once Paul Lind was tired of it, pull down yeah. Delois on, give him the chance. But anyways, you know, we're down here. I got th- those poor devils down in hell have been kind of eyeing us. Um, so I think it's time we head up. They're, they're looking a little salty, you know, in the salt water down here. So time to float up with our, you know, I, I installed some nice anti-gravity uh, contraptions that will, <laughs> you know, take us straight up to the surface in a, I don't know, I would say a moderately paced way. So, yeah, we'll just head up there nice and slow. Not too fast, not too slow, just right. And Terry, did you mm-hmm. say float up in what you would say a moderately paced sort of way? Yeah, I think you did. Yeah, that's about exactly yeah. what I said. Well, I'm sorry, I blew that out of the water. Uh, oh, along, along with myself, I <laughs> <laughs> I used uh, super anti gravity pills uh, that I oh. concocted, mm-hmm. and like I, you know, you would think that anti gravity pills would just reduce or eliminate gravity, right? Yeah, the name, but super anti gravity pills like reverse gravity. And I <laughs> so pulled you up. Yeah, yeah yep. I've gone around the sun and back. And oh, I'm, wow. I'm back at the Skuma X dome, uh, <laughs> waiting for yeah. y'all. You didn't go straight into the sun. You just went around. Yeah, I went around the sun. <laughs> yeah. oh, cool. But by the time I got to uh within striking distance of the sun the anti-gravity pills had worn off but oh, I was the going sun to... just expelled you out yeah. yeah well i did like slingshotted you know if you ever watch like those movies where oh like mm-hmm. oh how do mm-hmm. we get from here to the next planet as fast as possible mm-hmm. well we use the gravitational pull of a planet and slingshot mm-hmm. ourselves well i slingshot get back to get sun. mad damon in the martian right yeah yeah that's yeah. That, that they did they do that too so i just mm-hmm. used the sun to slingshot myself did you have to like release anything to like lose weight to like help push you away, like check your shoes off into the sun? I, I did. I chucked my shoes off. I took off my belt. Uh, and then with the belt, the pants went with it and I couldn't help myself. <laughs> oh, I, cool. I, I, I didn't take the pants off. The gravity. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, that's the gravity. That's the the sun pulled my pants off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they burnt up probably right away. Too. Yeah, they burnt really up. Uh, so I can't. <laughs> Even if yeah, I wanted to put my pants back on, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm back at the Skuma X Dome with no pants and <laughs> and some Great. prime rib. <laughs> oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, but I knew this was going to happen and to commemorate the fact that I knew I would lose my pants along the way. <laughs> but you knew that would happen. Well, I just... I, sort of sound less like an accident now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you, you calculate the the probability of such things happening. Like, well, you know, oh, I mean, every morning I calculate <laughs> where my pants going to go or not. Uh, and when you when you always have a three point eight percent chance of losing your pants when you wake up, and it's At been a long time since you've lost your pants, mm-hmm. you're due, right? So that's true. It's going to happen at least once. Yeah. That's why I did yeah. this. That's why I stuffed it. You know, a pair of jeans with a prime rib buried it in the backyard and with some hot coals i cooked it like a hawaiian luau but a prime rib and not instead of banana leaves jeans (laughs) just know that uh Mm. that freshly washed i hope that that's where the seasoning comes from oh Uh, the aged jeans yeah aged Mm -hmm. jeans yeah uh some old dungarees uh, 
it's the reason I wear shorts all the time is because of that percentage you gave Derek. I made, <laughs> made sure uh, three point eight percent chance. Yeah, the, the shorts the are near zero. Sure the, yeah, safer. the pants come off. The shorts are. Yeah, this is about what it's almost zero. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. we got some uh, denim rich prime rib that's been oh, <laughs> slow yeah. cooked underground. It's uh, just like moldy jeans. Mm. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. So you know, help yourself to that because we got an adventure in front of us, gents. Season two, episode seventeen. Just another pretty face. Mm-hmm. This is our first one back from the mid-season palate cleanser. Yes. Yes. And as Keith said, this son of a bitch came out January 13th, 1966, the 13th day of the year. Uh, uh, spooky. Yep. <laughs> but it was a Thursday. Mm. Thursday the 13th. Ooh. Oh, that could be a movie. Sounds familiar, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Herman is disfigured, in quotes. When he, This is what it said when I, when I set crisscross applesauce on the kitchen table. And transported myself back in time through tantric meditation. Herman is disfigured, air quotes, when he is hit by a bolt of artificial lightning from one of Grandpa's machines. Nice, gets, I like that. It gets a whopping eight on IMDb. Yes. Eight even, 8.0. This is one of the highest rated episodes. It is. It, it is in the pantheon. It's like the like the three or four shows or episodes that are rated eight or better. This might as well be a 10 out of 10 in my eyes. Like It is. By the rating. Yeah. Yep. And I yeah. think this is not easily the highest rated of season two. Yes. So far, at least. I don't know what else happens. But as of up until this point, it is definitely the highest rated of season two. And we have a new director. We have mm-hmm. uh, a writer who came up with a story credit from Mash. Yeah, so, one story credit for all, <laughs> all out of all the three hundred episodes they did. He had one idea. <laughs> so he's got to be kind of good, right? Mash considered <laughs> one of like the greatest television shows ever. Yeah, it's popular in Russia. Yeah, Mash is. No, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, that's Richard right. Bear. <laughs> that play. All right, so let's get going. This one starts with a light stinger. No title card. Lily's walking in. Dinner is served in the main dining room. Lily has like a, this tiny gong, very tiny gong. How oh, big yeah. would you say that gong is? Comedically tiny. Comedically uh, tiny. That's a good measurement. Yeah. Yeah. So if it is the inverse of comedically large uh, sunglasses, but in yes. gong form, she clacks it with the little the little gong stick, right? And it makes yep. a very loud gong noise. Oh, yeah. Hilarious. See? Not just hilarious. The canned audience probably flipped a table with themselves on fire. <laughs> just contained themselves. They yeah. went bonkers. They're just like, ah. They've never seen something like this before. I know. I'm like, oh, my God. How could something so small make such a loud noise? You know, the guy who made that in the prop department, like he's like nodding <laughs> in the back behind the curtain. Like, yes. That's <laughs> when he hears that laugh. Rubbing his hands together, strutting yeah. around. Herman is irritated. Like he's visibly irritated by this dinner. Fuck. And <laughs> Eddie and Marilyn, they have to stop making it a necklace. And I'm going to tell you what I thought it looked like. It looked like they were stringing Thai chilies onto dental floss. I don't know what they were doing. <laughs> I don't know. They're putting teeth. like teeth. Yeah. Was it teeth? <laughs> it like yeah. Teeth like maybe me. like um, teeth from like, I don't know, maybe uh, spot lost some teeth or something like that. And they're making like a oh. big chain out of it. I don't. Yeah. They, they looked very large. They look like ch- little chili peppers. Anyway. Okay. Hmm. Maybe uh, they were teeth. department guy when he didn't get a laugh out of that. And the other <laughs> yeah. guy in the back's like, oh, God, like put his head in his hands. <laughs> yeah. They oh, don't man. get it. They don't get it. 
they're, they're fresh out the gate with the competition for the props, yep. right? So they got Tiny Gong. Guy's like, I'm going to put make a teeth necklace, but I don't have teeth. So he went and got Thai chilies. <laughs> um, so that's happening. But where's Grandpa? Oh, he's working on a top secret project in the lab. Hmm. hmm. Top secret, you say? Herman goes over. Grandpa, chow time. He yells into the basement or the dungeon. Cut two. Electricity crackling. Grandpa cackling. There's like shit going on. Like grandpa's doing the mad scientist thing again, which has happened a few times now this season. Yeah, it's kind of like his new thing. Yeah, every time they've done it this season, though, it is a big like spectacle type thing that mm-hmm. like really pays off. Well, it doesn't pay off in the episode, but for the <laughs> scenes that they set up, it's like really cool looking. It's fun. Yeah, yeah I really like it when they do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't I like ever it too. come back usually. And Grandpa's just really into whatever he's doing. A lot of electricity. Like I they have the like the what are those like uh spheres and electricity? Oh, like the Tesla things. Like yeah, a, yeah mm-hmm. like a Tesla coil thing going on mm-hmm. and some tubes and stuff. Yeah, grandpa's like laugh. I'll give Alice credit. He does a good like maniacal laugh. He's like he laughing does. down there. So uh Herman yells down again, chow time. It's like start without me. I'm creating a machine to achieve world peace. Yep. <laughs> Okay. But we're having broiled shark and tossed centipede salad. <sighs> well, to hell with the world. They can wait a little longer. I needs me some shark. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Grandpa goes up to get shark. When he comes up, he comes up out of the dungeon, closes the dungeon trap door, puts a padlock on it, right? <laughs> well, before he does that, Herman has to antagonize him well 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 if it isn't our favorite mad scientist <laughs> and grandpa mocks him backwards <laughs> shouldn't Locks be like the... thank you yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know why like I, I i like when they're antagonistic towards one another but like their antagonism especially herbert towards grandpa is never like anything that should upset grandpa you don't think yeah it should always be like oh that's a nice compliment because they like things like that mm-hmm. yeah. but grandpa locks the trap door and he has three signs in his hand <laughs> and he drops up and they just stick right into the ground like they're magnets or something like that mm-hmm. first one says positively next one he drops down says no admittance and Herman's like well what the fuck's their sign well don't just hold out on me he's like i'm glad you asked and he drops <laughs> it and says herman this means you <laughs> is that a hint is that a no hint? I like that. it's an order and then we get the <laughs> banger this is a good intro I like it is intro. it's a solid cold open I want to know what's going on down there now. I really mm-hmm. want to know. And it's one of those things like it's the rule of comedy. When you say don't do something, you know they're going to do it. Right? Yep. <laughs> well, I also was thinking like, isn't there another entrance to the, there's another entrance to the lab besides just that. Yeah. It comes door. out to the kitchen somehow. I don't know. Yeah. How it works. And so I was like, well, okay. So they, I expected like Herman was going to sneak down through the kitchen entrance later. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see what he does. Yeah, it's very tempting with those signs, though. And the lock, the padlock is like, mm-hmm. it's just like an invitation. Oh, yeah. I see on the cake. Like, if I see a padlock, I, that's the, yeah, it has a reverse effect on me. I go yeah. over there. I yeah. start messing I mean, that lock's right protecting away. something. I got to see what that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got to know what's so important back there to be protected mm-hmm. by this. So we get the banger. I'm like, well, with such a strong cold open, I got to see what happens next. Herman sneaking around in the dark, of course. Yep. As head of the household, I don't know who he's talking to, but as head yeah. of the household, <laughs> it is point. my duty to see what my sneaky old father-in-law is up to. Should be like yeah. word bubbles over his head or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
we know what he's about to do. Mm-hmm. It's very obvious. In fact, before they even go to the banger, you know he's going to sneak down there and do that. <laughs> so yeah. But well, hey, look for anybody who's watching at home and not 100 sure. I'm the head of this household, and, uh, yeah. and I, I wonder if Grandpa had not put any signs up and just acted like nothing was going on. Like Herman would never have even wanted to go down there. No, he yeah, probably cared. not. Wouldn't have cared. Yep. But mm-hmm. say once you once you put that out there, it's so appetizing. Exactly. So Herman sneaks over, rips the lock off the dungeon. <laughs> fucks up the ground the floor like tears up wood why not just break the lock he did he ripped the lock off no like but just break just the lock and then like flip the whole thing up so that way like let's say he went down there and he doesn't get caught by grandpa like while being down there he could have came back up and just like close the thing up again and nobody noticed instead he actually like like rips yeah. the whole part of the the door off. Everyone's you know, gonna the, know the lock that is there. Yeah, he's got no way of covering this up because of his excitement. He loses his like surgeon like precision to. Oh, true. His normal uh-huh. yeah, yeah smart decision making. He does. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> he's blinded somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Forbidden knowledge is so tempting. He can't. Yeah. Yep. He's blinded with science. Cut oh. to Herman in the dungeon. Wowie, 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 <laughs> zonk is what he says. He's Just like made up words, yeah. Yeah, but he's he's like there's enough to I can't even remember what he said to power the moon landing or something. I can't remember what he said. I guess there wasn't the moon landing yet in 1966, but maybe in the Western first though. Yeah, he's really excited by everything, and he just starts fucking with shit, <laughs> and he's <Yikes>. happy. <laughs> You just press buttons, flipping yeah. switches. He's like yep. Coolio. Uh, like he even says, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having <laughs> yep, fun. I'm having yep. fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and, and, and he's, you know, they show him when it's like perfectly like with him there. It's pretty much all shadowy behind him. And you, mm-hmm. you know, he almost looks like he's like a DJ, right? Like, yeah. like drop the bass <laughs> drop on the bass. somebody. And I, Fred Gwynn like nails this. I mean, again, he's always perfect with these things of showing like Herman just having so much fun even if he's too stupid to know what he's actually doing he's just like he turns he does the big laugh over and over again mm-hmm. yeah it's perfect he's having a blast <laughs> lights electricity just shit going all over the place he hits a button cut to grandpa sleeping an alarm there's a giant like fire alarm bell right above the bed right above his head and it starts ringing wakes him up and he's Herman, you bum, get your hands off my machine. <laughs> I love the fact that he built a security system for his shit that he's working on. Yeah, he knew. Also, he knew. before it goes off, there's a monstrous uh, snore that mm-hmm. is there. And I'm like, what? This is like a Herman type snore, not grandpa. Well, grandpa was sound asleep. Mm-hmm. He was he, he knew like he was so comfortable with his lock and the signs that he knew Herman wouldn't fuck with it. So it's just like <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the most yeah, peaceful sleep he's had in months. Yeah, probably. Cut to Herman laughing in the dungeon again. He's just flipping switches, pressing buttons, laughing, electricity all over the place. And that's when he goes, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm having fun. Grandpa busts in, ruining Herman's fun. Herman stands upright, and, and then Grandpa's like, no! And Herman stands in between two big electrical node things, right? The big balls mm-hmm. and lightning pulses from one ball through Herman's head into the other ball. Mm-hmm. And this goes on for a little bit, doesn't it? It's like, mm-hmm. and do mm-hmm. we get the, the negative, like the inverse look here? Uh, I don't think or is so. That later on. I can't remember. I think it's later. Yeah. Yeah. 
but Herman falls face first. Grandpa runs over. Fade two. Our opening clip: Lily, Marilyn, and Eddie running into the living room. Herman, and then we find, and then we get the: Is he dead? No, just slightly unconscious or something like that. But we learn that Herman has been disfigured by the light. Yeah, but I already know where this is going. As soon as that happens, mm-hmm. I was like, I bet you, I know the joke they're about to pull here. Mm, I didn't. But Grandpa, he's going to reveal Herman's disfigurement. I'm going to pull this apart because Herman is laying on the couch, covered from head to toe with a sheet. Yeah, he's right. pretty much he's pretty much out of it. You can hear him groan a bit. Can't see know. him. He's groaning. You know. But Grandpa says, you know, no matter how gruesome he looks, he's still our Herman. So yeah. Grandpa's seen him. Grandpa knows what's mm-hmm. going to happen. Yeah, he had and to bring I, him upstairs somehow. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, I noticed Grandpa's eyebrows are huge and pointy. <laughs> I love when they're huge and pointy. <laughs> like they're thick. Like those things. That yeah. dude, like they look like he like you know, like how you like trim and shave a beard to like fit a certain shape. You know, grandpa has to like groom those to look exactly oh, like God, that. The prop department making eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So grandpa pulls off the sheet and there's Herman. But it's not Herman. It's Fred Gwynn as Herman, but without the Herman makeup. Yes. Just Fred Gwynn. The uh canned audience. Aghast, <gasps> and they're they're kind of laughing. They're more shocked. Mm-hmm. They're not as shocked as Lily or Eddie. He covers Wolfo's eyes. Marilyn looks <laughs> like she's about to pass out for some reason. Yeah. Oh, he looks hideous. We gotta break it to him gently. Mm-hmm. Herman's like he wakes up, and Eddie's like, "Oh, you got hit in the head with lightning." And Grandpa, Grandpa makes sure. To let, oh, how'd that happen? Well, it's because you. You're an idiot. You're a schnook. And they're like, oh, but schnooks go where wise men fear to tread or some bullshit like that. <laughs> Herman's fault. But Herman feels fine. I feel great. He stands up. No harm done. But he notices his clothes are too big. Oh, <laughs> the heat. And then he comes up with probably one of the more intelligent things he's ever said. Yeah. Yeah. The heat from the lightning must have expanded them. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I came up with like a, a solution that was like. Almost, I, mean, I believe in it. reality and science. Yeah. Some guy came up and told me that's why my clothes were getting bigger. I probably believe <laughs> oh, it's that lightning heat. <laughs> but everyone's staring weirdly at Herman, and he's very—he's kind of uncomfortable about it. He's becoming self-conscious. I demand, Lily. I demand to know why everyone is staring at yeah. Grandpa. Gives him an explanation. We found in the nearest mirror. The nearest mirror. Herman walks over to the nearest <clears> mirror, <throat> and he sees himself as Fred Gwynn and freaks out. Yep. Yeah. I've never seen that man before in my entire life. <laughs> and we get the Herman thinks it's a mask. And he tries to rip his skin off. He that tries to rip his face right <laughs> off. Yep. Yeah. I'm going to rip my face off. Nope. Nope. Marilyn, go get Herman some water. Gets a glass of water. He drinks it. He's like, I drink. He drinks. It really is me. That settles it. I can't do it. Can't go through the rest of my life with a face <laughs> like that. <laughs> Quick, Grandpa, throw the water in my face and see if it washes off. And it doesn't. So nope. we have Herman has been transformed into a normal, air quotes, looking man. Yeah. And his family yeah. does not like it. Not just his face. I got hit by lightning. His whole body has oh, shrunken yeah. down. Yes. Uh, the the bolts on his neck are gone. The uh, <laughs> the stitches on his hands are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, and they still kept him with the big shoes, though, because he isn't any shorter than usual. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I tell you what, just I mean, the high the high rating that this gets on IMDb, it's all got to be based on on 
you know, the majority was going to be based on Fred Gwynn because he is like immediately like just all his facial expressions to see all of them when he's not in the Herman costume. And, you know, they're still the same expressions, but to see him doing them all without the full costume on stuff like that is is great. And he like really leans into this like really well. Also gives you appreciation for how much like facial expressions he does make when he has all the other the makeup and the whole head prosthetic thing and all on during a normal episode. It's almost disconcerting seeing yeah. a man without the Herman makeup making all those faces. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. It's almost yeah. like unsettling to me. I was like, this is weird. I don't know. And like, the voice too, funny. because that's just his normal voice. But yeah. It, it dawned on me while we were watching this and Keith brings up a good point. The facial expressions, he probably has to like crazy exaggerate the facial expressions yes. because of all the prosthetics to make it so like whatever he does shows up on camera in any way whatsoever. So he's still doing the crazy facial expressions, just no prosthetics. So every time his mouth moves to the side of his face, when he talks, it cracks me up. <laughs> Fade two, Lily and grandpa have Herman dressed up in a, in a well-fitting suit. I'm like, Oh my God, he looks pretty snazzy. Yeah. Herman hates how flashy it is. He's like, Oh, I've gone all Hollywood. Well, explains, well, it's the most conservative suit you could find that would work for his job. He's like, fuck you. I can't go to the parlor and <laughs> looking like this with this face. Oh, my God. Can't they that. wouldn't even recognize him. They're probably no. like, what are you doing here? <laughs> also, like, I'm, I was interested, like, he didn't really have to do much, like, like a major activity or whatever. But I was curious, does he still have, like, all his normal Herman strengths? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'm sure he's, like, just picks up coffins and moves them around whenever they need to and stuff like that at the down at the parlor i was just curious is like even who went there they'd be like uh dude you can't even do your job anymore yeah like, well he didn't rip his face off when he grabbed it and started pulling so i guess yeah. it's normal strength mm, that's there. true mm-hmm. i'm actually pretty good that he didn't um would have been wild if he did though i would have liked <laughs> that scene if, he, if it's a mask it's <laughs> just like well, you look better actually musculature <laughs> yeah they probably like that honestly better than mm-hmm. his normal face Grandpa's assuming he doesn't want to go to work because so I make fun of him. He's like, no, they'll be fine. They'll be polite to me and cold, just like my family. <laughs> and Lily said, we're not being cold. We're just going through a period of adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's way, it's going to be way harder for Herman, right? Yes. <laughs> well, Sorry. no, they bring, I mean, Grandpa brings up the point. He doesn't like this one. He says, he goes, look, you, know, look you only have to look at you when you're in the mirror. Like we have to see you all the time. Yeah. <laughs> After Herman. all, Herman, I mean, we have to look at you constantly. Eddie runs into the room. He's carrying a big book, which yep. has no payoff. He just runs with a big book. Mom, Grandpa. <laughs> he turns to Herman. Hello, sir. <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> and then Eddie asks Grandpa to go out and play catch with him. <laughs> Why don't you ask your father? But Her- Herman takes offense. Why don't you ask your father? Well, because he's not here. Oh, and then Lily tries to cover up for me. He means he didn't want to mess up your new suit or your face. (laughs) (laughs) Then Herman says something that I, I just absolutely love this line and this delivery because he goes, oh, how considerate, how coldly considerate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, He's doubling down on the fact that his family's cold. I love it. I love that that line and delivery. (laughs) Then Lily has an idea. Hey, what if we go talk to Dr. Dudley about plastic <gasps> surgery? And then and my ears like, perked up immediately. I'm, I'm like, like, oh my God, Dr. Dudley's in this episode? Like, how is that possible? I don't think Paul Lynn was coming back. They must just 
be going there and say, we got back from Dr. Dudley's, but we'll find out. Herman is stoked. Lily, that's great. I could kiss you. He tries to kiss her. <laughs> she turns away. Herman is hurt and rightfully so. Yeah, that's pretty mean. <laughs> so he's going to go sleep in the guest room. And then one oh, day, maybe God, we yeah. can have a mutual friend introduce us, which I thought was a good line. And then he's very, like, uh, over dramatically grabs the sheets and stuff yeah, off the yeah. bed. He's go. ripping off all the coasters. Yeah. Runs yeah. out, slams the door. Awesome. Lily chases, but she runs into the door. Oh, Hermie. And then we get our first commercial break. I'm like, oh, my God, this is a well-paced, well-written episode mm-hmm. so far. Very focused. Yeah, it's got one goal in mind. It's been exploring that goal and those side tangents. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. yeah overall, I think the entire episode, like when it got to the end of the entire episode, I was like, wait a minute, that that's it? Like it this moves. They they hit every little beat they need to. We fade in from the commercial break. Eddie's running into the kitchen and we have our little recap here. Marilyn's at the sink, grandpa's out eating breakfast. Will dad have his old face when he gets back from Dr. Dudley's? And then Marilyn has to explain how mm-hmm. Uh, doctors and general practitioners and surgeons referrals work. Mm-hmm. Eddie wants Herman's old face back. So does Marilyn. Grandpa starts laughing. Uh, it's because the he Herman disguised himself. So in public, he wouldn't get stared at and made fun of, but he'll, he bets he'll get stared at anyway. Um, besides his old face, wasn't that sensational. I no, it was not. Was funny. Um, yeah. Now he has got cover up to make sure no one stares. Fade to Dr. Edward H. Dudley's office. I'm like, Oh, they're going to be coming out the door and it'll be the end of the uh, be post uh, uh, checkup or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. But we see the door says Dr. Edward H. Dudley, physician and surgeon. And then from there, we cut to inside and it's Dr. Dudley's oh. office. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to see Dr. Dudley. Herman has bandages wrapped around his entire head, and there's an imposter. Dr. Dudley is getting Herman to sit down. Maybe Dr. Dudley got hit by lightning, too. Yeah, maybe. And then <laughs> I did not realize it was Dom DeLuise, because like you, Keith, I did not. Uh, I, oh, my only image of Dom DeLuise is, is like his later in life Dom DeLuise and his appearances on Johnny Carson. But he, so I didn't recognize him as a young man. Uh, he's getting Herman to sit down, tell him about the accident. Herman tries to tell him, but he's muffled by the bandages. Zoop! And he points to his head. Lily nods, like, mm-hmm, that's what happened. <laughs> Dr. Dudley, who is not nearsighted and is not insanely awkward. I didn't get nope. a word of that. Lily says he was hit in the head by a bolt of lightning. Dr. Dudley chuckles and he goes, oh, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I I, I'm be real honest. Well, we'll get to the end. Lily suggests he takes out the bandages, and doctors like, "Oh, I don't know." Okay, then do it. So he gets Herman to walk over, and he hops on the table with. The, so he goes hop on the table. Herman hops onto the table, and there's no ill effect. The table doesn't collapse. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't impale himself into the ground. No he weird physics jump. thing happens. No weird physics sure. thing. He just hops up on the table. That's hmm. a good point. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, in most Monsters episodes, something would have weird would have happened. Yeah, like he would have yep. bounced something off the other end of the table, went flying at the sky, spinning, mm-hmm. making a cartoony noise or something. Yep. Table would have turned to dust. He would yeah. have jumped and like went through the ceiling. Who knows what would happen? Mm-hmm. So Dr. Dudley starts unwraps Herman's face, but he's telling a story to Lily. He was like, oh, it reminds me of a Siamese cat I had when I was a child. Mm-hmm. And and my mother gave it away because they thought she thought I was allergic, but it turns out I was allergic to my mother. Uh, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> he's laughing. Herman's <laughs> face is unwrapped, but Herman covers himself up real fast because he's like, "Oh, I don't want anyone to see my exposed face." The doctor still has not seen him. He turns around and goes, 
Mr. M, show me your face. Like, Mr. M, this Dr. Dudley's casual. Oh, he's yep. so cool. Yeah. He's he so cool. Wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, Mr. M, let me see that mug. <laughs> yeah. Show me the mm. mug, Mr. M. <laughs> hey, Mr. M. Uh, Herman's won't do it unless he promises not to laugh. He's like, shoot. I've never laughed at your face. It's made me sick a few times. <laughs> I've never laughed. <laughs> Herman shows him face, his face, and Dr. Dudley is shocked. Like, yes. he's so shocked. And Lily's like, oh, he's shocked, too. And Herman's like, oh, good, he's shocked. He's like, this is the result of lightning? They're like, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't believe it, yeah. <laughs> and he says, the lightning was your good fairy, because damn, you fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Lily and Herman aren't pleased they're like oh we want my old face back i even brought a picture you want to look at some purpose <laughs> dr dudley gave us a picture with a magnifying glass examines yeah. herman back and forth about Mr. flips out when he looks at the, the picture and close up he like mm-hmm. repulses yeah. himself away i love the picture of herman too because it's almost like uh it's like a headshot like yeah. you put you put like your your cv when you're like auditioning or something like that yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just has that laying around. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a clear white background, well lit, uh nice soft makeup to Herman Munster mm-hmm. sitting there looking. Is that leftover from when he was gonna be the the musician guy? Had, oh yeah, yeah, know, must have August. been one was just sitting there. Remember when he was a photographer that one time? Yeah, oh, maybe he was an actor oh, yeah. at the one time. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe when yeah, yeah, he's been a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Munster, forget it. No plastic surgeon would touch him. Lily pissed. Mm. And then he goes, wear it in good health. Pew. And he pokes him in the chest. And then from there, we fade to Lily walking in the front door. Herman rushes in covering his face because he doesn't want anyone to see him. He likes this face better. And he calls himself a doctor. Well, he's like, well, he doesn't have good taste. That's all right. So we'll just get a second opinion. Now let's get you lunch. I'm not hungry. Nobody loves me. And I felt really bad for him. Because it's true. And I think even the. It's true. And I think even like the canned audience didn't love him very much when he did that either. No one gave Because his darn, darn, darn is usually like kind of big, almost shakes the house a little bit. And when he does it this time, it, I mean, it's even kind of like almost a little bit pathetic when he does it. You're right. Yeah. He's not giant. It's half right. the man he used to be. I'm half the man he used to be. Um, <laughs> they should have played that over. The... <laughs> I don't even know what song that is. I don't we, know why it popped in my head. You should make it like a, a what are those like fan made like music videos where like you put a, <laughs> your favorite show over like some sort of song that you really like. Yeah. We'll just make one of the monsters. Is that Nirvana? What song is that? I think it's that sounds right. It's a grungy thing. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely from the nineties. Uh, well, no one loves me, and he's right, and I feel terrible for him. Uh, and I felt really bad because, like, the people he loves, they can't look at him. The doctor who he trusts won't give him, tell him to do what he wants. He can't stop know. looking at him now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Dudley, very under him. And, and I will bring up when you said, like, his whole family looks at him like, oh, no. Like, does, shouldn't Marilyn be like, oh, like, there's somebody who looks like me now? <laughs> like, yeah, like Marilyn should normal, be like relating to him. Like, yeah, oh, that's like, okay. a normal I person it. here. And she yeah. just goes right along with it. And I think back in was the episode where they try to find a prince for him. And like at the end, when she's out there walking along, she sees the guy and his friend and out on the street. 
They're walking, and it's a bunch of normal people. You would think at this point when she saw Herman, she'd be like, oh, wait a minute, Uncle Herman, you look like everybody else I see. You're like, I know what you're and, going through, being like the weird yeah. one. Yeah. And and I, I guess that, that might be like an overall thing like in watching the entire Monsters. It just never, there's never any overall, like, you just have to go with the fact that Marilyn, when she goes out, she must think everyone just looks so scary and hideous with anybody else she sees outside of the house. Um, and this is another example that where she's like, she's going along with, Oh no, he looks completely disfigured now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they should all recognize that Herman looks like everyone else. Like Cause they all interact people, with yeah. society. Yeah. 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 It's hard to believe that they consider every single other person out there to be hideous. Like without realizing <clears throat> they're the different ones, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's fine if they're just like, we don't like that. We like creepy monster people. But like, I mean, they have to recognize that they're the minority of like mm-hmm. what people look like and stuff. Yeah. Also, a great callback would have been if he would have put the uh, a paper bag over his head. I just kind of oh, thought about that now. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. But anyway, so they come back in. Nobody loves me. Grandpa comes running. And <laughs> he's very excited. He, he's come running, come running in with some papers. They look like blueprints. Mm-hmm. He's shrieking and is very excited. Herman, I'm glad you're home. And Herman's like, why? No one loves me. Why? Because <laughs> your troubles are over. Look what I found tucked away in my lab. Yeah. It's, it's a crude drawing of Herman uh, and electrodes and lightning <laughs> and lines. And it and it's a schematic to make a Herman. That's what I wrote down. Yeah, I think it pretty yeah, much. It's, yeah, it's the patented uh, blueprints for making a Herman. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Development plans for condos in Transylvania? Nope. It's the original blueprint for Herman. And they used they they used it when they put him together. Yeah, and it's signed, autographed. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Signed. Grandpa reads the signature. To Count Dracula, a souvenir from Dr. Frankenstein and all the guys and gals. I like that. <laughs> and all the guys and gals. Yeah. yeah, everybody in Dr. Frankenstein's offices and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like wishing you a Merry Christmas. Or yeah. So, all right. So Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's monster, you know, Dr. Frankenstein takes a bunch of parts from a whole bunch of different people and stuff and puts it all together and then electrocutes it to bring it around. Mm-hmm. In the monster's version, they... They, they have like a, a normal frequ- man. A frequency that they can just <laughs> automatically like you know turn to and well Herman after after the whole signature I wrote down Herman then asks the question that everyone is thinking how does this solve my problem yes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are they gonna like replace his brain and build a new Herman like yeah, like you know play, get, get all the pieces besides the brain and then put Herman's brain in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this doesn't that, make sense this, the way they go about this. Mm-hmm. Well, they got to find some sort of solution. Grandpa explains that if they follow the plans and put his head back in the original magnetic field, <laughs> what I don't know what that means, <laughs> then blammo, you get your face back. It doesn't make any sense. No, so. it does not. Lily's like, oh, it's too dangerous. But Herman says, fuck it, it, it. The fuck it is. Light me up, old man. Lily, no. What if something happens? Herman says, I've made up my mind. When can we start? <laughs> I'd rather die than keep getting. I'd rather like die this. than look this like this hideous monster. Grandpa will be ready in five or six hours. Fade two. the the dungeon trap door and the wood yeah. is still fucked up from where Herman ripped off the padlock. I don't know if you noticed that. Mm-hmm. 
Eddie wants to go down and watch, but Liz's like, no, 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 no. It's safer and smarter if we all wait here. Grandpa's in the dungeon trying to understand the blueprints. He's staring at the (laughs) blueprints like, what the fuck? He's looking all confused at the papers, and it's a picture of Herman again, this time on a slab, and there's like a space heater blowing on him, and the sun's on a string, and (laughs) the sun sun is labeled static capacitator. Also, why why is he still staring and confused when it's been like five to six hours? Well, maybe that, there. I was confused looking at him. So I mean, maybe it <laughs> doesn't got make much form. sense. Grandpa's probably like thinking in his head, like mm-hmm. I don't think an electromagnetic field is going to shape a man's face and <laughs> yeah. do this. But okay, yeah, we'll I don't know what it. frequency we set this at. It's not going to put bolts back on his neck. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but he's sitting there, and that's doesn't he have he a pill to do this? Yes, he should have a pill that does this. Yeah, I mean, Lily had been uh, making a bust of Herman. <laughs> oh, if they would have replaced his head with oh, the bust, yeah. yes, mm. they could have eventually paid off. Yeah, it's a long con for the the, the season. Yeah, they'd already forgotten about it. But uh-huh. Grandpa's like, I don't know what the hell's going on. And that's when we get the following clip. Well. How are we coming? Good, great. Are you comfortable? No. Does the blueprint say I'm supposed to be comfortable? Blueprints say a lot of things. Blueprint only had drawings on it. Yeah, well, maybe you should take a little bit more time to study them. What's the matter? (laughs) Burning chicken? Hardly. (laughs) Chicken. Chicken! <laughs> uh, you aren't gonna. Herman, please. <laughs> Here, sign this. What's this? It's a routine release form. He thinks he's gonna get turned into a chicken. <laughs> I really I Grandpa like suddenly has a routine release form sitting around. Yeah. I, I just get the image of uh, like a, a chicken with Herman's head on it, like just walking around. <laughs> oh, talking. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be the so bolts, funny. The bolts in his neck and everything yep, still. Yep. I, I did I did like the fact that he thought he, grandpa was going to turn into a chicken. It's like the, I like the realization of what he's saying. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's like turn yeah. in chicken. No heart. Wait a second. This or could like, be a not, genuine thing that could happen to me. Not a chicken with his head on it, but like a chicken that has the bolts and like a little mm. Herman jacket and shirt, like oh, on, like fully yeah. chickenified. Yeah. So a yeah. dressed up chicken. Uh, yeah, a dressed up chicken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like a sugar cubist mouse, so it looks like it's talking and they just exactly over. yeah. Herman is presented with a release form. I guess grandpa wants to cover his ass just in case this doesn't pan out, doesn't <laughs> want to get sued. So Herman signs it with a pen in his mouth. All right, we're all ready. Good luck. Thanks. Same to you. Grandpa covers covers Herman with a sheet, goes back to the blueprints, starts looking at him again. He's like, eh, throws him back down, starts hitting the buttons, cackling like a maniac. <laughs> uh, he hits a switch and Herman gets raised up. Uh, the, like the whole slab gets raised up. Very Frankenstein-y. Uh, in between two electrode probe thingies and lightning like blasts from one into the other uh, across the way through Herman, you know, blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. It's just like your first haircut. This goes on for a while. Uh, yeah. Grandpa's cackling, lots of lightning. We get the this is where we get the negative effect. The, the yes, and all that. Then after uh, what feels like an eternity, Grandpa's like, well, "I'm gonna shut it off now." So he shuts it off, lowers her back down, walks over, picks up the sheet, looks down at him. It's like we don't see Herman, but Grandpa looks down. And he's like, eh, 
shakes his head and puts the sheet back. Mm-hmm. Something didn't go quite right. Like, oh. Did he get turned to a chicken? Oh, I wish. Fade two. Eddie on the ground with his ear pressed to the trap door. He hears footsteps. Here mm-hmm. they come. Grandpa comes up. Well, was it a success? Yes and no. He comes out. <laughs> Herman comes up. He looks mad. It's Herman. It's Herman's face. Yeah. But he's got like curly hair. It's like been and... like braided or something. Yeah. yeah. He's wearing a dress and he's got boobs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> comes up. He looks like you kind of imagine grandpa's previous wife with the the giant. Uh... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Think corset that we saw once before. Mm-hmm. He's just standing there. He's like, oh, look at all angry. Lily comes over to get a good look at him. And it's like, oh, your tits are bigger than mine. Then she faints. <laughs> <laughs> She's not saying that. <laughs> well, that would be funny. She thought it. Okay, you can read on it. <laughs> commercial break. The final commercial break. We're coming back now. Remember, as we return, the funniest thing is usually the thing that sends us off. Uh, mm-hmm. You know. Biggest punchline of the entire episode. Yes, here it's going to end it off land. for us. Yeah, off yeah. to go. I'm always like ready to just like spend the next five minutes after the crash just laughing to myself. Just laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. I I'm, I often do. We fade to Eddie drinking some milk at the dinner table. Isn't dad going to eat dinner with us? No, he has to go to work. He got a job as a cocktail waitress. <laughs> How many days has he been like this? It's amazing. That, that he's managed to get out and get himself a job already. He's like fully embraced this, which I like. Yes. Grandpa gets excited. He's. I figured out what he's. He's what he messed up. Like, oh, do you think she'll want to try again? <laughs> Don't even ask. They've all embraced it too. Yes. Yeah, they're just like that's just who Herman is now. Herman walks in all dolled up. He's like, good evening. Yes. And then Marilyn goes, good evening, Aunt Herman. Yeah, yes. I like that. I thought that was great. Well, how do I look? He's like puckering <laughs> his lips up. Grandpa <laughs> does a wolf. Yeah. Grandpa seems a little <laughs> too into yeah, this. I, yeah. I can't tell. Yeah, you couldn't tell if Grandpa was being sarcastic or if he was like, mm-hmm. The tables have turned. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, remember when I was turned into a woman? (laughs) Now it's your turn. And again, based on the previous episode, we know he likes a big lady. Yeah. So Grandpa Wolf whistles at Herman. Herman, I'm off to work. Good night to everyone except for Grandpa. (laughs) Grandpa, at least I gave you your old Mm. face back. But Herman says, I'm greedy. I want my old face attached to my old body. Good line. I like that one. Lily and Herman blow each other kisses. Don't let the customers get fresh, she tells him. <laughs> grandpa blows him, I guess. Herman yeah, makes grandpa. a mean face. Being Don't weird. let Grandpa get fresh with him either. And Herman walks off. Eddie says, nuts. I forgot to ask him about what the plans, what he plans to do about next Monday at school. Well, what's next Monday? Father's Day. Grandpa laughs hysterically. Mm-hmm. Cut two. Herman going out the front door and it's raining. It's like just what I need right after I set my hair. So Herman, <laughs> like he this he's he's resigned to the fact that he this is his life now. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that. He's like putting a shawl up over his head, lightning yep. is flashing, and then lightning strikes Herman right as he's putting up on that shawl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Herman falls face first off the front porch, and then the camera flips, and it's Herman. Back in his normal clothes, yeah, all hermaned up, laying face face first. He rolls over and sits up. The canned audience 
flips again. They flip out over this. <gasps> yes. How could they have achieved such a crazy effect like this? I don't know. Then Herman starts going nuts. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> the rest of the family runs out the front door and they're shocked. I'm Herman Munster, your handsome husband. Everyone laughs uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. Like they're all laughing like crazy. Mm-hmm. The whole yeah, family. Very Herman's much, yeah. sitting in the rain. Mm-hmm. Grandpa's laughing. Eddie's laughing. Nobody wants to run out and give him a big hug or anything. All, nobody. Yep. They don't even want. They don't want anything to do with him. I thought but I saw a big tear roll down Grandpa's eye though. Was he yeah. laughing? It's like, oh, I blew it. I knew I should. I had my chance. Credits. <laughs> we did it. Uh, we, we did, did it. it. The mid-season break. We're here, season two, episode seventeen. Just another pretty face. What did you guys think? Uh, I I like this. I don't think I'm I'm not like uh, IMDb like uh, score of an eight liking it, but I I liked it. It you got another cool visions of uh, Grandpa's uh, mad scientisty type lab, and you really got uh, and you got to see Fred Gwynn really kind of show off some more this time without all the rest of the makeup on and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, he I mean he steals the show almost every time anyway. Um, but this gave him just a different way to do it. Um, sure. So, yeah, I, I, I dug it, but not like, you know, it's still not the best episode I've ever seen of the show. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's the best episode, but it's super solid, like very focused episode, which is nice. Not a lot of mm-hmm. tangents or anything. It's really just about. Yeah, they, they don't get derailed. They don't need derailing. No, nobody They're derails. Yeah. Like Grandpa was kind of looking like he wanted to derail something towards the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but. I did enjoy this. I thought it was cool to see Fred Gwynn outside the main. It was almost like hurting my brain, like watching like just a normal man doing all the Herman stuff. Cause I was like, I'm just so used to looking at Herman and all the makeup, but mm-hmm. it's kind of, you're right, Keith. Like you were saying, it kind of gives you kind of an appreciation for the, for Fred Gwynn, like seeing him still doing all this without it, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Plus you love a good costume change when he pops out as uh as aunt Herman. Oh yes. Keith. That's my favorite That's part one, of the yeah. whole. Yes. I, honestly wish that this had been like the new canon from now on and that Herman had just stayed that way for at least a few episodes. I, I, I thought that's where it was going. I was like, oh my God, she, it's it's still Aunt Herman. I'm like, oh. yeah. And the fact that everybody's like pretty much like okay with it. They're just cool mm-hmm. with it. Or even Herman's kind of like he's into the role. Like he's like, yeah, this is fine. You know, and this is my new life. Yeah. 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 I thought that was fun. Yeah. It was a pretty good episode overall. I, I, I enjoyed it. Definitely. It might, a good might, be the, to come back to. might be the second time now that when watching this, where I was like, where you'd think that, Oh, like a, a cliffhanger ending, like two part episode would have been great. Like yes. him coming up and he's like that. And then a whole nother episode where Fred Gwynn is, you know, the majority of it, you know, dressed like that. And then has to, you know, eventually they get them fixed up at the end of like a second episode. Um, that been cool. Kind of like when uh, the one with uh, Grandpa when they're trying to kill him to to take his uh, you know the marriage and take his, all his money and stuff like that. I always felt would be great if they would have like stopped when they thought he was dead and then the whole second episode, um, you know, catching the bad guys. This was probably the second time that I ever felt that it'd be cool to see a two part monster episode. This is a really perfect episode to get back into things. I agree. Uh, three for three. I really enjoyed this episode, actually. Uh, even the nonsensical stuff, like the oh, the magnetic field or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Like, that stuff doesn't make any sense, but neither does anything else previously. But so it was, yes. really, it was consistent <laughs> in that regard. Yep. Um, 
And the Herman voice, which is Fred Gwynn's voice, coming out of not Herman is is jarring, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it it's like seeing a voice actor like do the voices, but not with like oh, the animation yeah. mm-hmm. or like any anytime like a, a cast from the, the cast of The Simpsons is on a show. And it's like, hey, do the Herman voice or the 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 Homer voice, you know? And it's like, uh, yes. And you hear Homer coming out of Dan Castellaneta, but you don't see Homer. It's yep. weird. It's disconcerting. Uh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing here. Uh, Fred Gwynn was awesome. Like, yeah, we we talked about it. even uh, like the whole cast was really good in this episode. This is like probably mm-hmm. one of the best performance wise mm-hmm. episodes of of the monsters. Yeah, I'd agree. Both seasons. Yeah, Grandpa doesn't hit uh, a level of annoyance at all. Nope. nope. Sometimes he, when he's being a little over the top, he can be very annoying. He he doesn't hit that at all. Lily does great as like the concerned wife in this one. Uh, Daddy's pretty funny, being like just "Hello, sir" and all that yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only wish Marilyn would have had a little bit more of like a, a relating with him kind of thing. Like, oh, now yeah. we're both the ugly ones or something like that. Yeah. yeah. If Herman mm-hmm. would have been like, oh no. I'm like Marilyn now or something like that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. But all in all, this is actually a high, high end monsters, top tier monsters episode. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, well worth the effort. Well, yeah. Imagine just, that. Put a little effort into the episode. It turns out pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we know what we thought. What did mm. the, the user reviews on IMDb say? I want to know this. Yeah. Probably one was out of score, at least. From December 21st, 2016, from T Forbes hyphen two. <laughs> okay, is that some T new guy? Hyphen two, T which means Forbes hyphen two. T F O R B E S hyphen two. Which means that there was a T Forbes and a T Forbes hyphen one out there also. Yeah. His, the title of his is Seeing Fred Gwynn in the Flesh. I never got mm-hmm. to see this episode in his initial run on CBS. Holy shit. Oh, he's old. Yeah, because I was watching the second part of the pilot episode of Batman. <laughs> okay. But okay. when I saw it in reruns a couple of years later, I had fun seeing what Fred Gwynn looked like in real life when he is disfigured. And Gwynn's acting is really good in this episode. It was fun seeing him recoil to what he saw in the mirror. It also didn't hurt to see the old universal monster making machines in action again in black and white as it did in 1931 and would do so again in 1974 when young Frankenstein was made. Frankenstein. Overall, one of the better episodes in the season when the show's over, the top approach seemed to be wearing a little thin. Too bad because I like the show so well. As a kid, I wish it had kept on. And it would have been cool to have seen it run for at least another two seasons. Oh, four seasons of it? Wow. Nine out of <laughs> ten. Five out of five found it helpful. Nine out of ten. Dang. Okay. Okay. I like this the perspective of like someone who was there at the time. That's yeah. Nice. Who wishes there was more monsters. Four imagine that. Four seasons. You know what? I thought I'd seen this someplace in, in notes when I was putting things together the previous week. And I was and I, I made like a little you know, side note for it, but I didn't, I, I couldn't find it when I was looking up everything, but yeah, Batman 66 debuted on the 12th. And then I guess they did like, cause they always did two parters. So then they did that second part on the 13th. And I know isn't, um, uh, Butch Patrick. I, I think he's quoted some places saying that, um, Batman is the reason that the monsters like ended after two seasons because everyone yeah. just quit watching the other one. Cause that, that jumped to number one and was actually number one when it went off the air, like a couple years later. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 
So it, it, just, it just it just it just dominated the uh I guess the all the TV at that point in time. Makes sense. I remember Batman being pretty good from what I've seen. We have one more review from November eleventh, Veterans Day, twenty eighteen. Whoa, okay. Rod hyphen Duncan. What? No Rod, CC? No no CC, no, no jet. Jimmy the Gent. Uh Rod hyphen Duncan. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Dot 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 dot. Four dots. Nice. In this episode, we see Fred Gwynn interpret the essence of Herman to perfection okay. in three different looks as the handsome, <laughs> usual appearance, the hideous form, Gwynn without the makeup, parentheses, <laughs> and as a hilarious and delicate female version. And as an additional bonus, we get the original iconic props of a mad scientist lab by Ken Strickfaden, special effects effects, uh, Frankenstein 1931, in Grandpa's Dungeon. Herman's in eyelashes and a dress is the grand finale, which in 1960s American network television was probably not considered drag since it was not for a performance. Still, it's funny slapstick and it's put to good comic effect. Overall, the story has rhythm and keeps the jokes coming. An excellent classic TV entertainment moment. Three out of three found it helpful. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there you go. Those are good reviews too. Wow. Yeah. Nice. They didn't just recap the whole thing. They no, no recaps actually. Yeah. Actually, they put forth thought into what they were reviewing. Mm-hmm. They were inspired <laughs> inspired by the episode. They were like, man, yeah. I really want to actually say something, not just copy and paste from, uh, you know, I'm synopsis. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder when people are doing these reviews if they're reviewing right after they watch the episode. Or if they're like, they're going through IMDb and like, oh, you know what? I watched that episode and they yeah. decided to write a review. That could be like, they're like, I remember liking that one. And they're going off of memory, I, like what they thought about. I mean, you would really have to love the monsters and be like, oh, that's, I, I remember that episode perfectly. Or I've been watching it. I watched all the monsters every year for well, like the last yeah. 50 years. Maybe they caught like, a rerun there and inspired. They're like, oh, you know what? I need to yeah. go to our review. They're watching uh, when uh, Nick at Night TV Land or something, like that. Maybe. something, something along those lines. Who knows? They caught one. They're like, "Oh, let me." That's inspired me to go write something here because these are people randomly that we hadn't heard before. So yeah, and the usuals aren't here. I wonder if the usuals want to go write a review. And they're like, "Oh, they've already said yeah. it all." Yeah, it got blown out of the water. Mm-hmm. Well, who knows? But I do know there's got to be something that happened in this episode that makes us want to come back to finish up season two. What was it for you guys? I'm actually going to go with something that wasn't in this episode, uh, hmm. and I'm a little surprised. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that the Raven comes back. Oh. Uh, I thought there were a couple different times that it would be like the Raven popping out and making some kind of smart, lucky comment would have been perfect. Hmm. Um, in fact, yeah. any in fact any of the pets, I always like Kitty. Uh, yeah, we haven't seen uh, Kitty, Kitty in a long time. and uh, the Raven and obviously Spot and any of the rest of them that, that want to pop up. I'm, I always enjoy when they're in the episodes. I guess what I'm looking forward to is I keep thinking about this chicken with a Herman head, and I hope that <laughs> eventually that he's going to turn into a chicken at some point and have to run around. And maybe yeah. maybe Kitty will show up and be trying to hunt him down. You know, this is our tribe. Mm, yeah. Bird versus cat. Um, mm, classic. Animals. Maybe. Maybe Lily like tries to cook him at some point on accident. You know, there's so many antics they could do as Herman as a chicken. Um, that I think, look, if I was writing monsters back then, that'd be the first on my list. Yeah, 
chicken herman herman the chicken yeah. chicken um, monster yeah i who what do i want i want to see uh what character comes back but be it's played by somebody new oh yeah okay mm, yeah um so i don't know what other characters can come back uh but have him, well, maybe they're all played by Dom DeLuise. Uh, he plays <laughs> Dr. Dudley, he plays Gateman or Graves or whatever. Maybe he plays like that school principal from the school first principal, mm-hmm. yeah, the truant officer, yeah. maybe the guy from the gas company. Plays grandpa one time just for the he hell plays of it. Plays grandpa, yeah, it's just Dom DeLuise, versatile actor, versatile. <sighs> well, we did it, we uh, did, we made it. Uh, we, we've uh, We've christened the ship in our setting sail on the second <laughs> half of season two. Yep. Yep. Oh boy. Does it feel it feels good. good. It yeah, does it feel does. good. Mm-hmm. Feels great. I've never felt more alive. Never felt more alive. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go upstairs and bite the head off a live chicken. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. That was not so, under there. so geeked up. You guys got anything to plug? No. 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 Me neither. So then we should probably end this episode the way we end every episode, right? We are ready for Dom DeLuise's job. After all this time, it should be aged to perfection. Here's Dom telling his favorite joke to his best friend. Wait, this this guy is drowning, you know. He's having a very hard time in the ocean. So a boat comes by and says, are you all right? The guy says, it's okay. I have faith in God. Move on. (laughs) The boat goes by. helicopter comes by and they all come down and they look at him and they say are you all right do you need any help the man looks at them and says it's okay i have faith in god move on the man drowns he goes to heaven he goes up to heaven and he looks at god and says i prayed and prayed what happened god says i sent a boat in a helicopter <laughs> i sent a boat in a... hello hello operator i've been disconnected The Monster Hunters are Derek Glasscock, Keith Gola, and Terry Vicroy. Keith is the host of the Pop-Up Filmcast, and that was great, wasn't it? Both shows can be found wherever you subscribe to podcasts. For more about Keith's shows, you can follow Pop-Up Filmcast on Twitter at Pop-Up Filmcast. And that was great, wasn't it, at How Great Was That? You can also follow Keith on Twitter at KG3030. Terry is one of the hosts of Run the Real. It's a movie podcast that does deep dives on films with a theme. You can follow Run the Real on Twitter at Run the Real. You can also follow Terry on Twitter at Terry underscore Vicroy. If you would like more musings from me, you can follow on Twitter at Derek the number nine and the word nine. Follow Monster Hunters on Twitter at Monster Hunters and subscribe on your podcatcher of choice for more Monster Hunter fun. Monster Hunters is mixed and edited by me, Derek. All original music is composed and mixed by Terry Vicroy, and executive producers are me and Keith Gullett. The Monster Hunters is a Crispy Dodo production.